Welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. My name is Pastor William Hill, the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church located in Evansville, Indiana. Today is Monday, December 11th, 2023. This is edition number four of season nine as we continue looking at the book of Deuteronomy. Uh, Today we find ourselves in uh, chapter four. Let's pray together first and then we'll just briefly consider this transitional chapter in the uh, in the book of Deuteronomy. Let's pray. Father, as we come now to your word, we come asking that you, by your spirit, would teach us and guide us and direct us. We ask for your help and strength that you might uh, equip your people for the things that we most definitely need to live uh, the Christian life. We pray that your word would be a light to our path, that you would forgive us for the ways in which we have strayed from the paths of righteousness and have have wandered into areas that we should not be. Lord, may this time be useful to your people. We pray for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, we consider now today, um, as we continue this journey uh, devotionally through the book of Deuteronomy, we come to chapter 4. It is a transitional chapter. It moves away from the retelling of the history of the people of old in the first three chapters of the book. Now we come to chapter 4. We're here... uh, as is noted in the ESV study Bible anyway, um, we note a number of different things. First, Moses commands obedience. That's in the first 14 verses of, of, this, um, of this chapter. And so we note in verse 9, only take care and keep your soul diligently, lest you forget the things that your eyes have seen, unless they depart from your heart all the days of your life. Make them known to your children and your children's children. Now, it's important, of course, here, as I have just plucked this verse out of this first section of the chapter, that um, we are diligent to not only keep the very word of the Lord, uh, as this book now transitions into the moral demands that Moses will go through, beginning in chapter 5 and running pretty much through the rest of the book, but we also teach these things to our children. Now, we need to do this in a way that points them to their need of Christ, always and every time. Uh, none of us keep God's law. None of us walk according to God's law in a perfect way and thought, word, and deed. And so we need to be reminded of the hope of the gospel. And so we need to do that, but we need to do it diligently. We need to keep uh, the word of the Lord diligently, and we need to tell our children of these things as well. Verse 13 indicates or tips the hand of Moses. He's going to, in verse in chapter 5, he's going to begin to declare once again the Ten Commandments that were given to him on Mount Sinai on two tablets of stone. And so Moses here is commanding obedience to the second generation of the people of Israel. He's commanding obedience to you and me. We need to walk according to the Word of God. Now, this is a natural outworking of all those who name the name of Christ. You love the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll do what he tells you. Those things, sometimes it's hard to do what the Lord demands. Sometimes it's very hard. But we still must be faithful to the God of heaven. We must be faithful to him. We must walk in wisdom and and we must walk in righteousness. And that's exemplified for us in the very moral demands of a holy God. So the first 14 verses deal with that issue. In verses um, in verse 15 through uh, verse 31, uh, we note uh, that idolatry is forbidden. Now, it is forbidden because um, it supplants the right, the rule and reign of the God of heaven, the one true God. 
It is clearly articulated in the Ten Commandments. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make them. You shall not worship them. This is very clear in the first two commandments of the moral law. But this is one of the sins, of course, as we know as students of the Bible, that was violated egregiously by the people. This is the primary sin of the people. I'm preaching through Hosea right now, and we note that quite frequently throughout that prophecy that Hosea gives. And so Moses says in verse 15, Therefore watch yourselves very carefully, since you saw no form on the day that the Lord spoke to you at Horeb out of the midst of the fire. Beware, lest you act corruptly by making a carved image for yourselves in the form of any figure, the likeness of male or female, the likeness of any animal that's on the earth, the likeness of any winged bird that flies in the air, the likeness of anything that creeps on the ground, the likeness of any fish that is in the water under the earth. And beware, lest you raise your eyes to heaven, and when you see the sun and the moon and the stars, all the host of heaven, you be drawn away and bow down to them and serve them, things that the Lord your God has allotted to the, all the peoples under the whole heaven. Now, what's important to note here in this section is that, that Moses is not merely warning the people about worshiping idols. He is telling them, don't make them. Because we are idol factories, and we are going to attach our emotions and our affections to the things that are not of God himself. They are things of this world. And note the way in which he describes them, these carved images and the form, the likeness of any male or female animal on the earth. Beware lest you see the sun in the sky or the moon or the stars and you begin to treat them as you begin to deify them. So we have to be very careful. So the command is not merely to not worship idols. It's not to make them in any way. Now this echoes back to the events of Exodus 32 in which the golden calf was made and the very final verses of that chapter highlight the point I am making here. And so idolatry, it's something that we as uh, sinful people, we are prone to engage in. And we can make an idol out of just about anything. We can make idols out uh, out of our spouses, we can make idols out of our jobs, we can make idols out of our devices, our cell phones, we can make idols out of many different things. We ought not make idols. We need to keep that affection for God alone, the true God of heaven and earth. God is pleased to give us good things of this life, but we ought not idolize them. We ought not have them. And indeed, we ought not have any member of the Godhead represented in any form. That is to say, the Father, the Son, or the Spirit. We need to get rid of those things. If they're in our homes, if they're in our lives, we need to expunge ourselves of these things. We will find ourselves attaching our minds and our emotions to them unnecessarily. And so let's be careful not to wander into the sin of idolatry. Moses tells the people as much. In verses 32 through 40, Moses spends time dealing with the fact that the Lord alone is God, the true God of heaven and earth. This is contrasted, of course, against the idols of the land that they are going to experience as they go into the land of Canaan. And so instead of idols, which can do nothing for you, you indeed should place your hope and trust in the, in the true God, the God who is living and active. And so he gets into that in verses 32 through 40. There's this brief section about the cities of refuge. We'll come back to that later in verses 41 through 43. And then Moses begins to introduce chapter 5 in verses 44 through 49. And so just in summary, some things we can glean from this chapter. 
It's important to keep the law of God as followers of Christ. We need to teach our children diligently. We need to be doing family worship, but that's not enough. We need to be doing it by example. In every moment of the day, we need to be teaching our children as we go along the way, as we rise up, as we lie down. Deuteronomy chapter 6, we're going to come to that soon, the great Shema of Israel. We need to be careful about idolatry. We need not make any member, any representation of any member of the Godhead. It's clearly given to us, instructed to us here in this chapter. And for those of you who think it's otherwise, you need to go back and read. It's right there. And it's frustrating and it's very frightening to see God's people try to make excuses for why they have idols in their lives and they have images of the Godhead in their homes. They need to get rid of those things. Um, and so these are the two big issues of the chapter, and they're designed to help us. There's, they were designed to help the people of old. They're designed to help us today that we might walk faithfully with the God of heaven. Well, I trust these times are helpful for you. I hope they are. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave me a note. The way to reach me is there before you on the screen. And so until the Tuesday edition, when we look at Deuteronomy 5, a summary of what is the second publication of the Ten Commandments, may the Lord help you today to walk according to his ways. God bless.